Welcome in to DC On Screen, a podcast about the DC Universe properties being brought to film and television. I am your host, David C. Robertson. To my right, my steadfast cohort, Jason Goss. Hi. We have seen Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. And to be clear, we normally get really spoilery right away, but what we're going to do, because we just seen this thing, it just came out today, um... We're going to do an unspecified amount of time of spoiler-free mm-hmm. review, uh, as per requested, uh, by uh, Christopher White. Even though we were going to do it anyway, but he requested it. So, shout out to Chris White, because he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but before we actually get into spoiler territory, we will we will warn you guys. Is that fair? Well, no one's saying anything, so. This Silence isn't live. means yes. This isn't live, so. That's what they taught me in That's going to work. Uh, quick note, though, um, there are there are a lot of people out there who are really worried the Batman vs Superman reviews are not good. It currently sits at thirty percent, thirty percent fresh on Rotten Tomato. It is certifiably rotten according to Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the audience score is seventy seven percent. What do you have to say to those people? The phrase I, I had in my head leaving the theater is "fuck the critics." They didn't make this film for them. They made it for us. I absolutely, wholeheartedly agree with Jason. Um, Zack Snyder apparently has our backs. Zack Snyder apparently listened to a whole hell of a lot of complaints from Man of Steel yeah. and worked very hard to rectify said complaints. Well, or like Lutheresquely planned that the whole time. But. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't if he, believe if he did that, fuck yeah, good job, man. I think there may have been a seed of uh, of that there, and the reaction may have just pushed it further. Like, okay, we we really do need to uh, work on what happens yeah. when a man of steel falls from the sky. And, yeah. Oh, man. It did feel a little bit like between films, Snyder went back and watched his own Watchmen. <laughs> yes. Came, came back and went, oh, you know, this is probably a theme we should uh, talk about. Have a, have a moment with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as giving a spoiler... <laughs> that's a pretty good uh, spoiler-free review. Um, yeah. I'll I, keep look, going. My, my version a of a spoiler-free review is, dude, don't look at the internet. Just don't like, look just at the internet. Fuck the interwebs. Hit this thing up. It's it's 15 whole dollars. You know? Yeah. You're going to be okay. Um, we, we saw it in 2D, by the way. I, I, um. And by by my recollection, there's a couple of shots that probably would look really damn cool in 3D. Absolutely. But I find 2D a little, a little well, I find 3D a little too distracting personally. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. when I'm watching a 3D thing, I'm all, I'm more concerned about how well they did the 3D, and I, I I'm focusing on the function, not the piece of work in front of me. So I I, I find 2D a lot more enjoyable personally, mm-hmm. at least on the first viewing. But um, yeah, man, just just brazen up. Uh, thicken the skin a little bit, have a shot of whatever it is, what's your flavor, and go see the damn thing. One shot now. You still have to drive. But go see the damn thing. One shot. Don't. You don't want to have to go piss during this thing. This is no, two and a half hours. It's two and a half. It's a marathon um, of bladder function. It's just... Seriously, when they offer you the bigger size for, for 25 cents, it's not worth it. It's not. It's not worth it. It's not. Um... And I want you to be clear. It feels like they're giving you a deal. They're not. That syrup costs way less than twenty five cents. Just... <laughs> that's how they get you. That's how they get you. <laughs> how they get you out of your like. That's what they want you to do is like is is get in the theater and realize. Hold on now. 
I had to leave that movie for like three minutes. I think I missed something important. I'm just going to go buy another ticket. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Be here all night trying to watch this. The, the, (laughs) Ben Affleck as Batman. He's my Batman now. I I can't, I got nothing. No, I'm not. Nothing to, not one critical fault. Now hold on. I'm not saying, I'm not saying Kevin Conroy won't always be my Batman, but Ben Affleck's my Batman. Like, Kevin Conroy is my Batman. That's my Batman voice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but Ben Affleck was so close to that at times. You know what's funny? It didn't feel like he was doing an impression either. He it just, didn't. He felt, it felt like he had a really good take on exactly what pitch his voice was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And he nailed it. But that was naturally. And then yeah. they put the voice modulator over it. Oh, God. The voice modulator. <sighs> what's funny about Kevin Conroy, We're not though, spoiling anything with the voice modulator. It's a, yeah, that's a known no, quantity yeah, right that's, now. That's in there. But yeah. what's funny about Kevin Conroy, real quick. When he first started doing BTAS, you could tell him do it. He was doing two different voices, mm-hmm. and now he just does the same voice for Batman <laughs> and Bruce Wayne because his voice has gotten now so low, right? With age, he just has. Well, it was I mean, the same thirty thing years that, almost since he started doing this film. Absolutely, like, it was the character. same. It was the same thing that happened to uh, Michael Dorn when he was playing Worf. Like he had kind of a lighter voice, <laughs> but he kept do, doing the affectation until he actually like pushed his vocal cords into a point of. And his voice strengthen is just, them in certain yeah, yeah, his voice is just really low now. <laughs> and he doesn't even have to try to do war anymore. No, but he's a, he does an excellent caliber. Isn't that right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. See, it's all DC related, guys. Yeah. Um, we'll if get you, anything back if you give us time. Yeah. If, if you're, you know, a Man of Steel apologist, you guys know we, well, some of you don't. Some of you just watched or want to see Man, uh, Batman vs Superman. Don't know what what we think about anything. Go check out our review on Man of Steel. Uh, we, I, well, Jason just tried to defend it and I ripped it apart. I mean, that's pretty fair. Uh, yeah, we just kind of made that an adversarial one mm-hmm. just to uh, just to see how that went. But and, he kept agreeing yeah. with me, so really, we kind of both ripped it apart. <laughs> um. Yeah, there'd be point. There were times where I would be trying to make a point, and then I would mm-hmm. sideline myself to defuse mm-hmm. my own point. Mm-hmm. And then come back to trying to finish the point. <laughs> Almost just out of respect yeah, for the yeah. point. And, you know, just for the hell of it, Man of Steel sits at uh, 56% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. 76% for the audience. It's this, almost See, the same. That part, I think, so is far. absolutely key. That um, part, I think, is really key. So, you know, I try to go by the audience score, usually on Rotten Tomatoes, because I recognize that a lot of these critics, man, they're bought. Well, sure. They have to be bought. And, I, you know, who's who's signing the checks? <laughs> Disney? Apparently not Warner Brothers. <laughs> not Warner Brothers. <laughs> they spent all their money on Reddit posters. <laughs> Didn't actually bother oh. with the important things in life. So uh Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, they they both absolutely kill it as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh Amy Adams for what she was given here, she wasn't given a huge amount of screen time, but she was given a lot of the key emotional points. Throughout the film. And yeah. she did a really fine job. Um, you know, she can give a damn, you know, pep talk. I'll say that for oh, her. Oh, yeah. I'll say that for her. Diane Lane, same same deal. Was, oh, yeah. Cool. Um, they, even, they even, you know. Godot. We decided her name was Godot. Right? Yeah. Oh, Godot. <laughs> Whatever. Um, oh, my yeah, gosh. Um, I can't wait for her solo movie. I wasn't even looking forward to it as much as a, like, man, it's good. She, I want to see her in action now. As I, Wonder Woman. I like, really want it. I was like, yeah, yeah, I Wonder really Woman, but it. Justice League. 
Now I'm like, whatever, Justice League, Wonder Woman. <laughs> Let's get to Wonder Woman first. Um, Jesse Eisenberg, who we were actually a little worried about in the trailer. I wasn't. I wasn't. Well, I was a little worried about him in the trailer. <laughs> kind of felt like he had that Jim Carrey Riddler vibe. Nah, man, he's good. He's so good. He's here. solid. He's absolutely he's solid. So he's so good. Here. He's weird. Like he's so weird that you're going to be focusing on his acting sometimes rather than the character. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of okay because mm-hmm. he's doing a, f- a really fantastic job. Mm-hmm. And did some neat, th- like some unique things with his with his uh, portrayal. Absolutely. I, mean, I, I haven't yeah. seen little character ticks like that. I haven't seen a lot of. Mm-hmm. Especially with any le- like live lets, mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, I've never. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it in uh, in. Of course, this is a live Alexander, so it's not exactly. All right. I mean, I guess he's he's a junior, but yeah, yeah, he's. I mean, no, I've never seen this uh, done. I've never seen this version of the character at all. Period. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's ever been live. The actual junior Alexander, but he. Oh, for God's sake, man! Uh, there's just. I, I, I don't think there were any, there was anybody who really like filled the film. No, I don't think there was any uh, like I'm not gonna be able to point to any one actor or actress and go, yeah, this guy fucked it up. But this no, guy, this no. guy. I mean, at at worst, there are like a few things we would have tweaked. Um, and this is the first take, so mm-hmm. you know, give us a few days to think about it. I'm right. sure, like by maybe the news episode or something, we'll have plenty of things we would have tweaked. But right, <laughs> um, Dude, um, I mean, like we 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 actually wound up seeing this with uh, Matt Carroll over the over of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Mm-hmm. He felt like it was a it was it was a real slog, man. He felt like it was the first hour. He said was really boring. I it's not there's not a lot of action in that part, but it's all build up yeah. and it's all character work. And I was absolutely enthralled by that. I was fine with it. I was I I I, I got that it was a little slower, and there mm-hmm. was there were a few times where you're kind of wondering, all right, well, when are we gonna get to the film part? Because they, <laughs> it you know, in, in a normal movie, when you have an hour and a half, you spend like the first 15, 20 minutes setting mm-hmm. up pieces, but all of the little vignettes that set up, that, mm-hmm. that are part of the setup, are much shorter. They're two or three minutes mm-hmm. here and there. You get to it, you get to it, you connect a couple pieces, you start going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one, because of the length of the film, they had they had time to go spend 10 minutes on just one piece of setup. They did. That wasn't yet connected to another thing. Now, mm-hmm. that will create a psychological effect where you're wondering, you feel like lost in the wilderness if you're not... Mm-hmm. It can do that. I think it's what happened to Matt. I'm not sure, but <laughs> um, I think part of it as well is they're not hiding the fact, and I'm getting what Zack Snyder was saying, um, because they're not like, a few months ago when he was like, and he and David Ayer were both talking about like, oh, Marvel doesn't do the interconnectivity like we do. Well, they really have though in the last few movies. In the last few comic book movies from Marvel, have gotten lower reviews from the critics. Yeah. Here, they really are actually setting up a universe. They're not even playing about it. They're not even. They're not. It's not like oh, here's a here's a cut scene at the end of a thing. Yeah. Well, let's say the, the Avengers films for the most part weren't connected to entities. They just had a cut scene at the end of the film. Yeah, like you had, had Nick had Fury showing up everywhere, mm-hmm. and or you had Tony Stark showing up somewhere else. But you, mm-hmm. that was all you had. So, and, I mean, by yeah. the time you get around, like the way this film goes about doing it instead is, yeah, they. They give you kind of a lot as they go, I mean, mm-hmm. like right in right in what we're doing here. They've already set up a huge portion of their universe. They absolutely have, and it feels epic. Um, Let me put it this I mean, way: like you, you leave the theater ready for the Justice League film. You do. <laughs> like, like I was wishing aside, you could just walk down the hall right? and turn right into that film. Uh, that was my wish. Like, yeah, I want to walk down the hall, turn right into a bathroom, and take a piss, mm-hmm. and then walk right back down the hall and go see Justice League. Yeah. Um, 
there is like it's is they're very much just creating an epic. They're creating a saga already. Um, so, they have a story. It's clear they have a story. Yeah, I guess critics who were. But that's not what I've, I've seen the critics complain about. The critics start saying, this feels like a tiny little piece of a big... No. That's the same thing they got in trouble for with the Marvel movies. When the mm-hmm. Marvel movies started actually putting pieces mm-hmm. together within the context of the film, and now just said Stinger. And I admit, I have had the same problem. Like, you yeah. go to see Age of Ultron, and you're like, mm-hmm. this, I feel like something... I feel like I'm missing Act 3. Right. And that's... I think that's the problem people are having with it, where it doesn't feel like a complete film. But this is a whole... This is kind of a style of filmmaking. This it serialized... Is. And that's what it is. Years. This is what we were wanting. This is what we were <laughs> squealing about when we had heard Bruce Wayne mention Metropolis and Batman Forever. Right. I'm damn sure not going to start bitching about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I anyway. chose which side of the fence I'm on. I'm hanging out there. Um, I guess we'll wrap up the spoiler-free part of this. God, and we're we're... Hopefully we remain spoiler free. I think we did. God help us. And I, I apologize. Do, I do think we remain. We, yeah. I don't think I, we mentioned anything in particular. We didn't mention anything in particular. Um, I, I made sure of that, and I've got Jason staring at me like accusingly. Like I don't think I did. <laughs> I feel like he's looking at me he's like, "Oh, what are you talking about now, buddy?" I'm like, uh. <laughs> but We're trying um, to police each other. It's all yeah, for you. It's, like it is absolutely worth your 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 dollar, man. You got to go see this thing. Um. I, I think it's absolutely worth it. Um, my girlfriend, who has ab- absolutely no real interest in Batman or Superman, she likes all the DC shows, but she she's never really gotten into Batman. Like her, her the thing she got into was like, or the thing she saw really that introduced her was the Christian Bale, and that betrayed her. So she gave it an eight out of ten. So uh, I mean, she's as lay person as we're gonna get around here. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it still it still struck as I mean it's. It, she just enjoyed the movie as mm-hmm. a movie, which, mm-hmm. yeah, that's about as much as I can hope for. Yeah, so uh, I think that's gonna call it on our uh, on our spoiler-free review. Um, I will say that a lot of the reviews are saying that this is a joyless film. I don't know. I laughed at a number of places. I laughed <laughs> at a number of places, guys. Don't worry, they're jokes. It is funny. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're not gonna apply the word comedy to this at all. But no, it. It is an earnest film. It's yeah, it's an earnest film, <laughs> and you know the the jokes that are in there are are dry jokes. They're not. Mm-hmm. They didn't reach for a laugh at all. No, yeah, no. And in the context of this one, if they had, I would have been. I would have felt betrayed. Mm-hmm. It was fine. It didn't. It didn't ask for the laugh. It it asked for the salt. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Studio butter. sixty fans. Asked for the butter. Whatever butter. Why do I always think of salt? I don't know. I don't know. It's so no, weird. Nice. Maybe because I like salt. I like butter too. I'm a fat guy. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> onto the spoilers. Onto the spoilers. Uh, we're gonna give you a little countdown here. Yeah, Five, yeah. four, three. Spoilers are coming. Two. Run! 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 One. So Superman freaking dies, <laughs> right? Is that, <laughs> Is that spoiler enough for you? <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. Um, My there Lord. were tears. I I swear I could hear tears hitting the floor, in the in the theater. <laughs> I could almost hear the tears hitting the floor over the sound of the person unwrapping goddamn Jolly Ranchers the entire fucking oh film. Gosh. I wasn't even gonna mention. It. I was trying to get over. It. I was trying I to get over. I'm just gonna. I wanted you to get it off your chest because I know it's hurting. Oh. I do propose oh. after after watching this film, oh. I propose that that we should segregate theaters. 
mm-hmm. into eaters and not eaters. <laughs> you, should, you should be able to pay an extra two dollars mm-hmm. to go in, and you know I'd pay the premium to go in and hang out with like a lot of people who, at worst, had the bottom of a coke. They were going, right. that's I can deal right. with that every now right. and then. Right, of course. But you know, trust me, I believe that I should go pay the same price, and you should have to go pay another two dollars to be able to eat while you're eating. Look, man. Uh, you know, I've made numerous comments about my weight. <laughs> I'm out of weight. I, I'm out of weight. I'm, I wish I was out of weight. I'm out of shape. I'm a fatty, fat, fat. But this person was like four of me, and I know, because I kept looking back at them as if to hopefully telepathically impart the, the concept that they should stop unwrapping things. Well, the, the biggest problem was that they were doing... All right, there's a counterintuition that takes place in a theater when you're trying to do something that's like... All right, my, my weakness is the Sour Patch Kids. Mm-hmm. Because I'll get the box of Sour Patch Kids, and I, I get addicted to them really quickly. Mm-hmm. And like by the end of the film, I can taste the blood in my tongue. Like it, right. it grates me, so I can taste right. copper and iron. Um, <laughs> but I'm still eating the motherfuckers, right? Right. But there's a it's, it's counterintuitive. You think like I'll just go real slow. Mm-hmm. I'll just untwist this Jolly Rancher real slow. Like no, do it, do it real quick, do it real quick, get yeah, it over with. So I'm looking back to the movie. The effect that you have is an unending cycle of unwrapping. Yes. Yeah, um, it just keeps going. These assholes, they, but which by the way, total assholes because they totally just threw all the wrappers on the floor afterward. Yeah, that's not a reason we're even picking on them at this point. Is they're just like, oh no, I'm gonna pick. I, I wanted to pick on them anyway. I don't, I don't care. But I would have spared them. I would have spared them minus that detail. <laughs> but somebody has to come pick up after you, man. Come on. Oh, this ass hats. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, back to the movie. Back to the movie. Um, I did have my issues with the movie, and it's almost. Nearly impossible to really get into those without getting the spoilers. Um, I, I mean, if you had a problem with 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 Superman killing and Man of Steel, you're not going to be happy with Batman. No, Batman is one murdering son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, I it's thought, not like flippant murder. It's all it's right. all people that were already firing at him. Right. Well, I mean, you know, you have sort of the uh, murder by omission. Yeah, of, that was actually yeah. cool. That was really cool. Yeah, I enjoyed that. You know, like we were, we talked about uh, months ago how we were like, oh, I'm not on board with this bat branding shit. Yeah. Well, kind of turns out we were wrong. I was really on board with it <laughs> because what he's doing is he's he's uh like they very clearly show you that like this is a dude like the guy that he brands, and then, then they say it later, the people that he brands are pedophiles and sex traffickers. So yeah. that, and that's who that's the only people he brands. So when he yeah. when he's assholes go to prison it's basically a death sentence because you see the bat brand on and prisoners notoriously hate pedophiles so. it's a real thing yeah, like, it's a real thing yeah. so, like <laughs> like even prisoners have children and they don't appreciate yeah, that shit absolutely um plus <laughs> even I, prisoners you know, and like, how dare they child right. <laughs> and plus I think I think a lot of prisoners just kind of feel like you know I have a bad enough you know, self. I have bad enough self esteem I want to pick on this guy right right like, I need someone to look down on <laughs> I've been incarcerated, for God's sake. Um, they literally told me I couldn't be in public. Right. <laughs> but literally, this guy. But, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I was pretty on board with that. And I'm pretty on board with the fact that this this Batman, as they've said, as they've been saying, has been around for 20 years. He's sick, mm-hmm. he's tired, and now this super bastard comes from outer mm-hmm. space and starts mucking things up all over the planet. Nah, man. Time to start killing folk. Yeah, he, got, all, he went a little far. Yeah, and like, this was a nice film about what what would happen if you pushed Batman too far. Yeah, and Batman is and at the, at the at the beginning of the movie when he the, the branding is new. 
they're they're talking about like it's a new thing. The Bat brand has, has been the uh, has not happened very much I, at I the beginning of this movie. Yeah, I mean it, it. Well, they they actually say in the movie that it's uh, they actually mention that it's a new development. They, mm-hmm. they kind of say mm-hmm. like he started branding people now, mm-hmm. but that was new. <laughs> but that was since the introduction of Superman. You, it's actually funny when you look at it from the. You can almost hear like a, a like a father or something saying that to his kid, like. Uh, that nut in Gotham, he's branding people now. Right. <laughs> this damn world's going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's branding pedophiles. That's a little better. Right. right. <laughs> um, you just find that not yeah. too many people are all that sympathetic toward pedophiles. Yeah. Natural human instinct normally. But who do you like better, pedophiles or people who brand other people? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Probably branders. And I think not wanton branders. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. If somebody's just walking down the street with a hot iron, you're going, I, I'm not pretty. I'm not. I'm not down with that. Yeah, just some random guy running around branding YOLO into people's asses. Huh? Right. But yeah, that's not okay. I think his name is Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> does he yell timber when he does? Probably. It? Um. <laughs> um. Ah, Wonder Woman was absolutely badass. Oh yeah, the the in our particular theater, the only scene that got a real like audience, like, overall audience response. I mean, there were there was a lot of and you know a couple of like light claps here and there, you know stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but then the one that got straight up hands clapping and a few whoops and hollers was mm-hmm. the moment Wonder Woman pops on mm-hmm. screen in her outfit. And Which, we're in the South, so, I mean, usually the only time you get a clap or a cheer is if there's a football involved. Right. Um. No, the whole, you know what's sad? The football was a pretty decent part of the storyline for uh, for Clark Kent stuff. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there watching in the background, like, yeah, Metropolis State versus Gotham City. I got you. I got you. Like, how uh-huh. It's like a close-down situation up there. Like, I, I, was, <laughs> I was totally on board. Oh, man. Um, I would have sat there and watched, it, watched that game in the middle of it. Yeah, there were there were some plot issues though. Like I didn't understand. Like we're just we're gonna assume you watch the movie now. At this point. yeah, we're in the spoiler section. So. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, but I'm just I'm not gonna start really getting into anything about how like what led up to and now. We're, I'm just talking. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. How the hell did Lois figure out that that, that Batman's kryptonite dagger was in the, I, I was know. in the place? The the dagger was a problem for me twice because okay uh, one. I'll give her journalistic instinct. She's a clever mm-hmm. girl. She just is. Mm-hmm. I'll give her that maybe she kind of looked at it and went, that guy might be a Kryptonian. We're probably uh-huh. going to need that giant Kryptonian mm-hmm. weapon that I just saw Batman wielding. My, my, the bigger problem for me than that <laughs> is Batman at the end of that scene just going like, fuck this giant weapon that's... like mm-hmm. He just tosses it. Mm-hmm. He just chunks it. Mm-hmm. But it's a problem I have in general with, with some of the Batman stuff. And there's a few times where around this uh, in this movie I thought it was going to happen... Um, Batman can't just leave his gear hanging around. It's mm-hmm. really dangerous gear to have hanging around. Mm-hmm. It's like every time I see him like drop a battering somewhere, I'm like, oh my god, this. I think there is a. I can't remember the name of the story. There's a story where like some kid finds a battering and it ends up being a bad a, a problem. Well, okay, yes, but the first time we see the battering, it was in the wall and he was still in the building. He hadn't had time to even get out yet because that cop comes in. He's like, talking about the batterings. Yeah, yeah I'm not worried about the batterings in, in this one. I'm I, like the the spear is what I'm worried about. Okay. Cause, no, because because the other time he, just tosses the he actually left the 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 battering in the place where the yeah. in Lex's yeah. and that was totally like a that was know, just a signature that was a screw you to yeah. Lex yeah. pretty much yeah I mean. that was a blow me so the spear though 
but yeah, like the the Spearman, it, you you spend all this time like you, it, from Batman's perspective, he had to loot LexCorp in order to get it. <laughs> I mean, this is a Absolutely. an internationally mm-hmm. sought item that he just grabbed mm-hmm. and then fashioned it, I guess, into this giant dagger thing. Mm-hmm. And get God, man, like just leave it hanging around in the ruins of an old building. <laughs> <laughs> That's a powerful weapon. Can I ask? Did I miss something? Why is there water? Why is it? Why is it like? I don't know. Why is there just a pool of water in the bottom of that building? Yeah, like why? why where did the water come from? Like, I'm not actually why, sure about that. But you know, Gotham's kind of so dilapidated in certain cases. I'm just like, yeah, sure. Fucking puddles of water everywhere. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was just like, okay, well now that whole thing that they were just fighting is now underwater. I don't. What did I miss? <laughs> I kept like, and I was, I'm, I'm like, sitting there watching it being kind of paranoid. Like anything I didn't understand plot wise, I was like, I bet this is part of that 30 minutes that Zack Snyder had to cut. <laughs> I bet this is going to be in the R rated version. No, like all these problems, like Barbara Gordon's going to show up and <laughs> fix all yeah. of this for you. It'll just be Barbara Gordon coming out being like, hmm, well. Was, no, oh, that's oh. what happened. They cut the scene where Barbara Gordon pops on screen and goes, Lois, you should probably grab that spear. Right. I think that's going to be important. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I'll tell you later. Wheel, 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 wheel. Yeah, that was I. I just this is audio only, so you couldn't see me doing the wheelchair <laughs> motion. I'm sorry, audience. <laughs> um, nothing, nothing in here. No, nothing anywhere as as egregious as some of the plot holes in, in Man of Steel. Let me just put it that way as well. No, there were there were there were gaping holes in Man of Steel in a couple places, but mm-hmm. um. It, mm-hmm. I think because in certain ways it tried to move too quickly. This movie, if anything, went the other way and yeah. didn't move as quickly as some people probably want. Like, that's some of the response they're getting is it didn't right. feel like it got anywhere sometimes. But it's a two and a half hour movie. So you got to remember if you spend that whole hour setting things up, you've still got an hour and a half movie behind mm-hmm. you. Uh, you you've mm-hmm. got basically this giant prologue to get you to the story that you're actually going to get. Yeah, and here's here, here's something else. Like um, Totally worth it, by the way. That journey is totally worth it. The. There seemed to be an issue with the people, a couple of the people who we were with, who didn't like, there's a reveal where Batman is about to kill Superman with his kryptonite spear, and he realizes, like, Superman's, like, saying, trying to save his own mother. That's because Lex is kidnapped her, obviously. But he says Martha, and Batman's like, where have you heard that name? They didn't like that that suddenly clipped, like, made Batman go over, like, oh, okay, Superman's a cool guy. He, yeah, his, his mom's named Martha, too. There's a moment where it really is like, dude, your name's Martha? Like, dude, we're besties. Right. It, it, like, <laughs> if you're not really paying attention, it kind of feels like that. But when you pay attention, like, I, I had really wound up digging that a lot, because when you go back and look, like, every time, every time Batman actually really encounters Superman, he makes sure to tell him, you're not a man. And then you realize he's telling himself that. So he's got Superman at his mercy, and he suddenly realizes this dude has a mother. It humanizes. It suddenly like connects with him on a personal level, like yeah. his own mother dying. They're, uh, you know, the, both of them being named Martha. That sure as hell helped make the connection. A catalyst. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then just automatically, just the look on on Affleck's face, the look on Bruce's face is just. And, you know, I, as soon as... I knew something like that was going to happen because mm-hmm. Superman broke his mask so yeah. you could see his face. I'm like, yeah. oh, you can see his face now. He's going to have an emotional revelation. Right. And Affleck killed it. Like, Oh, by the way, wonderful... Uh, you know how with uh, a lot of these films, you'll have an actor 
and these are these are these are kind of things like it's a rumor, but you kind of believe it's true. Right. But you'll have an actor going like, "No, get the mask off. I want to be able to. I like. I want to be able to show my face." And mm-hmm. blah, blah. This this was a wonderful solution to it. Uh huh. Like he he knocked off just enough of the face that you can see Ben Affleck giving an absolutely stellar performance. Yeah. Yeah. But he's still you know just his Batman. realization that like he done did Superman wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, and he does. He, he really quickly kind of copes with the idea. But that mm-hmm. whole battle starts out like at the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. You know, Superman comes in uh, plaintiff. He comes mm-hmm. in just straight up saying like, "Hey, we got off on the wrong foot. Mm-hmm. I need to talk to you for a second. Blah blah blah. Oh my God, you're shooting at me. Like, yeah, he, like Batman is not. But Batman's over there smiling it. at it. Like every yeah. uh, like every going through the obstacles. He's over yeah. smirking like, "Yeah, my plan might work. Yeah, yeah. that was a damn good plan." Um. And as much as people have complained, and will most likely complain about that, without looking at it um, quite that way, I'll bet you anything people are going to complain that the death of Superman at the hands of Doomsday was too quick, was too soon in the canon. Um, after the Man most... of Steel, though, if they're really trying to... Because I, I implicitly stated in Man of Steel, or that review for that... I wanted, like, I felt like Man of Steel didn't give us what it promised us. It didn't give us riding in the streets. It didn't give us, you know, preachers blowing their own heads off because they've lost their faith because aliens. No consequences and no time. Right. Even though they kept saying that was going to happen. Well, this movie, that's this movie is those consequences. This is right there. And (laughs) you were uh, worried about what what Superman did in the in the first film. mm -hmm. Okay, he literally died for that. Mm -hmm. So, but it does. It gives the 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 universe they're building the opportunity. Because come on, man, I you know we're not done with Superman. No, of it's course just, not. That's not. And happening. his death. And that's the only thing about that 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 fell flat to me was mm-hmm. like even his death and going, mm-hmm. all right, all right, yeah, I know, I know. Uh huh. Well, the intention was there, and that's what choked me up. Like Lois doesn't know. No, it, like the yeah, the characters around him. That's what got to right, me. Like, right. Amy Adams' face broke me. I mean, I, like I'm watching going, uh huh, it's Superman, but wait, oh. I, I, I really yeah even when he looks at her and says i love you and she realizes what that means he's oh just, oh yeah like her, she's just begging him no 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 please don't do it please yeah don't do it. and like you know like i said people are gonna say like oh he died too soon no because how do you get out of man of steel it took two and a half hours to kill him yeah how do you get out of the but how do you get no, out of the consequences hours to kill him. how do you get out of the consequences of man of steel yeah and get like, where, where are the connecting pieces from man of steel Dude destroys half of Metropolis and a number of other places around the, the globe, including a, apparently a very beloved IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> to this is the inspiration for almost every SOB on the globe. Yeah, for Justice League. Well, you want to make him a Jesus figure? You're gonna have to kill him, right? Actually, let him resurrect. He has to be sacrificed, and that works for me. It works. And don't get me wrong, it, it pained me. Like just watching watching uh Superman lay there with a hole through his chest uh-huh. and not his eyes not moving, like every part of, of yeah. my Whoa. being just just shivers. Like, no, yeah. no, that's not supposed to happen, it's not supposed to happen, it's not supposed to happen. I mean it really is like when you when you see an injury where like the bones extruding from someone's skin mm-hmm. that shiver down your spine, we're like, mm-hmm. That ain't right. Like that's yeah. That's, but that's really even fun. then I didn't. I didn't even fully get to like tear rolling down my face. Amy Adams. That's what did it to me. No, you know what got did got to me. What was that? When they pulled back the American flag and that symbol on the coffin. 
Oh, that one was good. Shit, that oh, what is that? They symbol. have that phrase. What is it like uh, when you oh, when man. when you look for his? Uh, somebody, I can't tell if it was written in chalk or if it was actually like part yeah. of the permanent monument. But uh, it was like when you look for his uh, monument, just look look around you, or look, yeah. look at the person next to you, or something like that. Or look around you, yeah. I oh God, I've forgotten the specific, something like specifics something of it. But we've yeah. only seen this thing once. We literally <laughs> just left the theater. Yeah, weird. Our our butts never got cold. So they left the seat and came right here. Um, some crazy shit happens though in this movie too. Um, the nightmare sequences. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about the parademons? The, the very fucking parrot. The very clear conversation, like, unobfuscated parademons. Like that is a like they even give one full screen focus to actually did. finish the you know finish the unconscious. If blow. you've ever wanted to see a Jack Kirby drawing in real life, <laughs> why don't you go see this movie? There you go. There you go. I see it again if you're listening to this part. Uh, it was really interesting, though, because you have this, what's clearly, what clearly looks like a post-apocalyptic future where Superman has taken over and has legions at his command. Mm-hmm. Batman running around as he would, putting, you know, sticking, you know, uh, <laughs> branches in the spokes of the, of the bicycles of all the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Superman, and I swear... I swear, those dudes like Superman. Like they take this, they take Batman in. Batman's hanging there. It's the scene you've seen from the trailers. It's there. the one they dropped. It's the same ninety seconds or whatever they dropped yeah. here in Gotham's. Yeah. Uh, I swear that dude next to Batman had a bat symbol on his face, like the Bat Boys in, in Dark Knight Returns. Really? I, I didn't swear look. he did. I've been claiming this is that thirty second spot on Gotham. Well, I know he like he got betrayed by his men during mm-hmm. that scene, but yeah, some of them. Okay, but well, not the I, ones hanging, obviously. Yeah, I guess um, they were loyalists. And but Superman Who apparently uh, suffered severance, I guess, for mm-hmm. their. Um, yeah, he just he just heat visions them right in half. Yeah, he, yeah, and he tells That's probably a thirty seconds we're gonna get in the R rated version. <laughs> yeah, and he tells Batman, uh, what was it? You took her away from me. Yeah, she was my world. You took her away, or something like that. Okay. Um. At this point, you know, you're you're guessing it's Lois. I mean, that's who I was guessing, right? That's what you're supposed to guess. Um, yeah, we saw the Omega symbol. We saw the Parademons. We know Darkseid's somewhere. He is pending, sir. He is he pending is like a mo. Yeah, he's imminent. And um, what was the... Like, I, right after Bruce... Like, Bruce wakes up from that, and I'll be damned. What was it? Like a boom tube? What, what, what was that? It was um, like a blue undulating light source portal with Barry I, Allen like unspecified Ezra Miller's time gap. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Ezra Miller's I the think Flash. Of I've actually boom. Yeah, you know, I actually think yeah. of him as making that deep bass sound. It might be, you know, Barry. Sorry. It might be it Ezra be Miller's multiverse Barry, you know. Yeah, it might be Ezra Miller's Flash uh coming through a portal. He's warning Bruce and he's saying, you know, you're right about him. You're always you were always right about him. Mhm. We're supposed to, I guess, think that he was talking about Superman, but I mean, I don't know. Like, you think, yeah, we have no idea at this point. Like, I, I have a theory that the reason, because you know, Superman gets buried, and then you see the 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 ground that Lois tosses on top of the coffin start to float. Yeah, uh, we've seen Superman float rocks before when he was about to take off in Man of Steel when yeah. he was about to fly for the first time. Like yeah. the rocks like started. See, I think it was just that simple. I think it was just yeah. that simple. Like when he when he does that, he really does. Like he he sits down 
Or like, what's the, in Man of Steel? That was the deal. Like when he puts his hands to the ground to really take off, he can see the. Um... Yeah. So I mean, I don't know if it's that, or if it's maybe like a teleportation situation. I mean, it could be. Like maybe Dark Side, because you know, you go back to some of the comics, you go back to like TAS Legacy. Dark Side's taken over Superman's body before. Yeah. So, maybe if he, like... And, you know, granny goodness, all those bastards, all they did was brainwash him. So, if they brainwashed Superman into believing that Batman killed Lois... I mean, they've had, like, in, uh... What was it? Uh, Final Crisis? One of the crises. Mm-hmm. Um, a fair amount of Apocalypse showed up in human form and took started taking over bodies. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. that's how they got in there at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah. So there's there's a definite possibility that this is an actual this is where we're heading. Like they like Zack Snyder's talked about they have it on a timeline. So No, he's got a giant board apparently with, with exactly what he wants to get accomplished. Um So Superman coming back might actually be like part of Now what would annoy me though if they do that is what we're gonna get if if Darkseid comes over and immediately takes over Superman's body, mm-hmm. what we're gonna get is Batman vs Superman part two. Uh huh. What was the point of him sacrificing himself? It erases yeah, so many things that were just done very well. It does. I would prefer it not be that way, yeah. frankly, right now. Um, because right now, to me, that like the I'm just throwing conjecture out there, theory. Uh-huh. Sure, but like the the dirt floating though, it reminded me more of of his pre-flight routine. We'll call mm-hmm. it. Um, and I really I thought they were going to do a nod to the Dark Knight Returns, where like. You know, Clark hears that one little heartbeat out of uh, mm-hmm. out of Bruce's mm-hmm. grave. I thought we might get get something like that actually for a second, but instead we got a wonderful scene where Bruce basically convinces Wonder Woman that they should start a Justice League. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just I'm watching the whole time going, oh my god, oh my god, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's like fight. Yeah, it's like oh, they're gonna have to fight. What fight? What? <laughs> I don't know. I just got a feeling. Okay. And you feel like he's talking about. You know, this no, Flash character coming yeah. through. No, you feel like, I felt like he was talking about, like, in his nightmare, like, he saw the Flash, and well, then, like, yeah. he saw the Flash in the actual files. By the way, you yeah. want to take a moment to express how cool it was how they did the uh, the cameos? Yeah. Because I was very happy with that. That was pretty cool. That was, that was well done. I was afraid they were going to do some stupid stinger shit where, like, oh, by the way, we should have put that on the spoiler. Don't stay for the stinger. Instead, mm. Casey Norman was doing that. We should have done that to yeah. help them out, but oh well. Um... All of you listening to this presumably suffered through those credits with us. Um, <laughs> you poor bastards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for sure. Um, <laughs> normally, I look, I, normally I look it up. There's a website, I can't remember the name of it, that actually mm-hmm. does a pretty damn accurate job of telling you whether there will be a stinger and how many. Yeah. And I, I was so sure I didn't look it up. My hubris it betrayed me. But on, on this one, I was afraid it was going to be maybe a stinger where we were going to see like some voiceover about a bunch of people saying, oh, you know, these are the guys that'll, you know, there'll be threats and like mm-hmm. Flash, you see Flash mm-hmm. for a second. There'll be, you know, we'll need these people and then you'll see like Aquaman. But unrelated activities. Mm-hmm. No, this was so much better. Like, uh, apparently Alexander, I'll try to call him that, has been um, absolutely keeping tabs of every made human he can he can get his uh, sights on. Which, which are exactly four. Four so far. <laughs> well, Five, because he didn't bother having a file for S right yeah. yet. That, but, that, see, I feel like they should have. I think like an S file. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like there should have been an S file and a Bat file. Well, it, I mean, Bat's not many of them though. Yeah, but he's still. I mean, he's clearly on 
Lex's radar, he's clearly like, no, no. I've got to send Superman after this asshole. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? He did not underestimate. No, he did not. He did not. He tried to make sure that Batman was going to kill Superman and mm-hmm. Superman was going to kill Batman. And he should have. it this way Lex, uh, Alexander, like Lex Luthor of all people, mm-hmm. one of the highest IQs in the history of DC fiction, mm-hmm. decided that his best chance of killing Superman was, was to Batman. find Batman. Yeah. And his best chance of killing Batman was to blackmail Superman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that little turn though with the uh, like. What do you what do you do with uh, you know you, you birth some a son that can fly? What do you do with, like what do you call a person like that? What do you normally do with him? Like he was gonna burn her ass yeah. as a witch. Mm-hmm. I thought that was wonderfully poetic for Absolutely. such a, a villainous turn. But oh man, yeah, Eisenberg did just really incredible job. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Uh... So we get like you know footage, security footage of the the like the Quickie Mart place, where like Flash stops a robbery. Not even is the Flash, just as Barry about to get a drink out of a out of a cooler. We get like old photographs of it with Chris Pine in it and, and Wonder Woman from oh, like nineteen eighteen. So nice. That was nice. That was so nice. And their little band of of malcontents, I'll call them. I guess uh-huh. looked a, like a lot of fun. Um, almost like I a. I kept uh, looking at it going like. I want to say Howling Commandos, but that can't be right. I know. That's what I thought of as the Howling Commandos. But that can't be right, can it? <laughs> no. This is World War One, not World War Two. I, I know, but you know, mm. we can play a little loose and fast so with Howling DC Commandos. Is, you know? DC is determined to be first. We're like, well, you guys were World War Two. We were World War One or right. our Howling Commandos. Um, right. Uh, dumb Dumb Dugan, we have Dumb Dumb Engine. I don't <laughs> I don't know what the hell they would. I really it, like that's who they kept reminding me of though. I don't know what name to put on him yet. We'll figure out what the hell DC is. Yeah, it hasn't because I'm sure they'll call him something. Maybe oh sure, a, I'm a sure troop or a squad. Or something. Yeah. I'm sure it's like you know. Oh, how cool the... would that be mm-hmm. if they're a squad? That would be cute. That would be cool if they were like the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. and that's where the name kind of kept coming from. The Homicide Squad. No, they, they <laughs> like these are the guys that got sent out on missions they yeah. weren't supposed to come back from, but they yeah, were maybe. authorized at that point. So that the name work. the name works as a namesake. Amanda Waller's or, got the namesake now. Well, that's you know Suicide Squad is something the Will Smith. I can't even I can't even call him Floyd. <laughs> I can't even call him Floyd right now. Deadshot calls him a, we some we some kind of Suicide Squad. <laughs> what if like. But what if they're Task Force A? Because, hmm. you know, the new ones are Task Force X. Hmm. That's the official Suicide Squad. Uh, and by the way, I, mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but they've been calling them Task Force X on Arrow forever now because they just don't want to say Suicide Squad. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Probably not. But dude, when, as we're going through them, like, we get to see, you know, like you said, you get to see Flash. By the way, Flash's tone so far, like, I, we were all worried about Ezra Miller, because mm-hmm. how can you not be? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, dude's a fantastic actor, but this didn't yeah. feel like his kind of role. Yeah, no. Um, He's not even, they're not even playing around with him. They're not like, oh, here's a blonde Ezra Miller. No, he's got the long black hair. Long black hair and everything. I, I, and Big goofy you know sideburns. Kind of didn't care. That's fine. Yeah. I don't care okay. if Barry has short hair. I've got a short-haired Barry that I love to I death. I'll be okay. I do. Um, but no, man, like, it, they... Barry Allen's tone in this one so far, like even when he's reaching through the portal, he's like, "Did I go? Am I too early? I'm too early." Like I, it felt mm-hmm. kind of levitous for just mm-hmm. a second. Like I was half laughing with him. It, mm-hmm. it, 
he doesn't take himself that seriously. Oh, wait, like, do you even, remember all the things he was saying when he was in the portal? Because I couldn't hear some of it because of the distortion on the on the effects. No, the effects going. were a little. Uh, no, I'd have to see a transcript to see everything. To hear okay. Everything. I think we got the main points, but um, mm-hmm. okay. I don't know if sure. Okay. But yeah, it, 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 like he even in the like I said in the convenience store, he he goes he stops the robbery, mm-hmm. and like by my memory, there's one second where he's kind of looking over his shoulder like, yeah, what. But then he goes right back to shopping. Like it looks like he's about to mm-hmm. take the jug of milk and just have a swig in the middle of the store. Like, right, right. goofy ass Barry Allen might yeah. be or something. Um, um, the cyborg one was harrowing, wonderful, <laughs> harrowing. I'll say. Yeah, it was. By the way, the guy playing his uh, his dad, um, dude from Blues Brothers two thousand. Oh, is that who? Is that who you know him from? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, I think that's him. I'm fortunate enough to know him from a show called Eureka. That was oh. much better. Um, and I and think Blues Brothers 2000. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on there. He's in Scandal now? I, you know, I saw, like, I heard a little bit of Scandal. And I thought it was like, the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, you are the Scandal now. I'm like, what? what are yeah, you I have no idea what that show's up to. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. But, uh. Whatever. My coworker was Just heavily involved in it. Um. <laughs> yeah, like, it. it that guy, um, dude, they did a wonderful job of that. And that was, it was creepy as all hell. His, like, he's got, essentially, did I understand the scene right? He's basically just got his son's corpse. Yes. Hanging out on a wall. Absolutely. Running unauthorized experiments on mm-hmm. the thing. And at some point mm-hmm. during the thing, he actually pulls up, like, we're going to break, pro-, like, he, in scientist-ish speak, kind of says, all right, fuck protocol. Mm-hmm. Trying this thing out. And then right. this giant cube of living matter um, reanimates his son very painfully. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. And then Aquaman's was a little strange. Aquaman's was just like, oh, hey, here's a camera drone going down into some deep-ass wreckage or something in the ocean. It looked like a reef or something, maybe? I don't know what the hell that thing was. Yeah, but... and then you see blinking eyes, and then... Hello, here's Aquaman, and I knew he was going to trident the shit out of that camera at some point. Of course he did. But as soon as he pulled out the trident, I kind of... <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he actually does get a full-speed swim away. You know, mm-hmm. they, they show how fast he really is. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, he's just a weird guy that can breathe underwater mm-hmm. and for some reason wills a trident. I was down with that. I was absolutely down. That See, like, awesome. all the cameos from the other the other league members are uh, wonderful. Wonderful. Now, don't get me wrong. If... If there had been a, a, a green ring somewhere, mm-hmm. that was okay. That's just fine. <laughs> I'd gotten... Uh... But I just got, you know, four characters. And did you have the same experience like during the climax of the film? Um, you know, or whatever numbered climax it actually was? There were several climaxes. It actually had to be a little much. <laughs> it, you, well, you by that point, you would really started the need to pee and... Mm-hmm. We're kind of hoping they would wrap this thing up like, at that oh, point. Okay, good. The, okay, good. No, there's another say why. Good why is there another Yeah. Good movie. Let's call it. Um, I'm gonna be so bad. Please, please. But during the climax, I had this moment where all right, they're all fighting Doomsday, mm-hmm. um, which they did an okay job of assigning him a name without being too on the nose. Yeah. It was an okay. It wasn't the deftest touch in the film, but um, <laughs> I did like that, that Lex created him in. Uh, in that, like, my my whole issue with, my, one of my biggest issues with the movie's plot just wound up being, like, again, another, like, holdover from Man of Steel. Like, he's in that Kryptonian ship that supposedly, like, shipped out millennia 
before Krypton got blowed up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, what, where's the council on Krypton now? And it's like, they're dead. And I'm like, how do you know that ship? Did oh, you receive an update? I assumed there'd be some kind of update, <laughs> I guess. Um, no, well, uh, uh, let me give you a headcanon. It's a very smart ship. Probably figured it out. Probably yeah, figured it out by yeah. now. And what the hell was it? I mean, yeah, I guess it's got the ability to like, uh, you know, use the codex to make Kryptonians. I think that was just all there was to it. But it was like, oh, and uh, but we've been we've been outlawed from creating abominations. Yeah, and I was wondering about that. This is a part where um, surely there's someone, and and this surely someone can help me out with this, because I only have a vague memory mm. of there being something like Kryptonian abominations that in in any kind of Krypton canon. I don't, I don't know, man. Like, mm-hmm. maybe that's just one of those books we haven't gotten around to. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I of course, like... I accepted it, though, as the idea of, like, you know, when they were doing the Codex, because that's how they did assigned breeding in mm-hmm. this version of Krypton. Mm-hmm. So, with the assigned breeding, though, you got to assume there's some rogue breeders out there somewhere. Right. Who are making kind of whatever the hell they feel like making with the Codex. Mm. I mean, I guess they could, you know make monsters on to fight other monsters on worlds that they were colonizing well they can do that if they wanted to i guess and it's very clear that lex um absolutely designs this creature like this was uh eugenics you know okay just to fill in the listeners (laughs) since we were talking about cyborg's dad Mm -hmm. uh, i was like yeah he was on blues brothers 2000 and then we were talking about what else he was on and i thought i remembered a thing and I was absolutely right. He was Dr. Stephen Hamilton on four episodes of Smallville. Oh, nice. I thought I remembered that he had other ties to our beloved things. It's nice when one of us actually gets one of those right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, dude, the... <sighs> yeah, man. I, uh, there was a moment during the climax where... All right, they're all fighting Doomsday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was... I just kept... I was trying not to giggle out loud... Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I, I, you're so wrapped up in the movie at this mm-hmm. point that you're not really having out loud reactions so much. Mm-hmm. But during the final fight, there's several mm-hmm. moments where like Wonder Woman will do something, and then it'll pan over and Batman's doing something, mm-hmm. and it'll pan over and Superman's doing something. Mm-hmm. And I swear, every time they panned it, inside, I just yelled for joy mm-hmm. because it like you've it's a very focused shot, and you feel like you're watching a Wonder Woman movie for a second. And mm-hmm. You're like, oh my god, and Batman's still here. And I'm, I'm running around with, like, a goldfish bowl of emotions. Just mm-hmm. every time I get back to the other character, I'm like, Oh, and you too! Oh, and you too! Mm-hmm. Oh, and you too! Absolutely. I was so happy. Yeah. So happy with that. So, uh... They did a really good job of, like, giving him all good parts to play in taking him down, actually. Mm-hmm. So, um... Here's some stuff. That ship gave Lex all this knowledge, all the knowledge it had of all these different worlds. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he told it to teach him, and... Yeah... You know, his IQ is off the chart, so we assume that he just sort of picked it up. So, yeah. I'm willing to assume he knows worlds worth of tech right mm-hmm. now. And at the end of the movie, he's he's telling Batman, like, the bell has been rung. God is dead. He's coming. He's coming. He's yeah. coming. Whatever it was. Yeah. Um, Ring-a-ding-ding or whatever he was saying. <laughs> yeah, it, the bell's been rung. You can't unring the bell, all that stuff. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. And I don't know why, but somehow the way he put it, I didn't think Dark Side. I thought Brainiac. Oh, that would be nice. I wouldn't mind that one damn bit. Yeah, I wouldn't mind both. I mean, we got a two-part Justice League film. We I got know. Room for both. I know. Bring it. I know. They just set up a whole world, a whole universe I mean, just, with, with one 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 movie. Like in in two and a half hours, you just managed to, and they did. They managed to squeeze on screen and mm-hmm. give them all decent roles. Mm-hmm. 
like five major characters minimally. Yeah, absolutely. That's and then yeah. I'm counting out people out. I'm weeding it mm-hmm. down to five, and they managed to do that two and a half hours. You've got five hours for four, four to five hours in two Justice League yeah. films. Yeah, I can do Brainiac and I can do all of Apocalypse mm-hmm. if you want to do that. And yeah. hell, yeah, why not go ahead and do that and get it out of the way? Mm-hmm. Yes. Just all the yeses. <laughs> like, I am more excited for Suicide Squad now than I have been. Like, Batman vs. Superman was the thing I was really worried about. And, yeah, the reviews really worried me for a minute. But, man, screw those cats. Yeah. This is good stuff. Like, Alfred was fantastic. It's, it's not completely a new take on it. It was just a well-done no. version of that Alfred. And I could have dealt with some more Alfred. Like, I, man... I'm going to have to buy a TV. <laughs> Just so I can get the Blu-ray. <laughs> the, um, yeah, like, it, it, him going through, like, all right, Alfred got, I felt like, an important amount. They, they, it's like, they kind, of, kind of the same thing with Lois. They didn't give him a ton yeah. to do, but what they did give him was meaty and worth mm-hmm. doing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, Jesus. Uh, Cavill, of all people, Cavill didn't have enough to do acting, I felt like. Uh, he didn't, if if there was uh, anyone I felt sorry for as far as like how much screen time they had versus how little they really had on their plate, it's probably mm-hmm. him. Because mm-hmm. he had a lot of a lot of scowling and a lot of uh, hopeful moments to take care of, but mm-hmm. they didn't give him any like breakout emotional scenes. Like he didn't get Ben Affleck's scenes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Batman, you you saw the emotional side of Batman in this film. You saw him look uncertain, I which think, is I think we got I think we got that with him. I think we got was that with really? Yeah, I just didn't feel like it was as much of him. Maybe not as much, but I mean... Because, I mean, well... <laughs> I leaned over to Dave at some point during this film around the time that Doomsday is kicking his ass. <laughs> I was like, dude, he has had a long night. I mean, he just got his ass beat by Batman. Uh-huh. I mean, beat, beat. Like, I can't wait to see the rated R version of that beat down because it's going to be yeah. even more brutal. Followed by a fucking head-on nuclear explosion. Followed by an assault of assault by Doomsday. <laughs> like even in Death and Return of Superman, he oh didn't God. have a bad as that bad a day. No, he didn't. And you know what? They did it right, man. When Doomsday flies him out into space, and then the government shoots like our Superman is, flies Doomsday into space. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I meant. Um, and then the government shoots the nuke. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like, Superman, the way he looked after that nuke. Oh, man. That's straight up Dark Knight Returns. That was, like, some of the nuances on the flaking on his face Uh was like, I I swear that's in the drawing. (laughs) I wanted to to have the drawing right next to it go, oh, my God. That's (laughs) identical. Like, even the tint. It had that bluish tint to it. Yeah, and he was all sunken in. Yeah. And the clothes were kind of baggy. Yeah. Sucked in. Looked like a freaking cadaver floating around in Superman clothes. It's wonderful. And I mean, I, I I can't speak I can't speak well enough of, of uh, Wonder Woman. I, I can't I can't say enough about that. Yeah, she was one of the just delightful great. surprises because I, I I had good I had a good feeling about her, especially after that mm-hmm. Entertainment Weekly article. Mm-hmm. And then watching her fight, man, oh my god, <laughs> badass. Uh, yeah, she was just she was so good. That she is not to be reckoned with, man. No. <laughs> And she does. She comes like uh, immediately, just walking on the scene. She comes out and like does the does the bracelets, does all mm-hmm. the little cool tricks. Eventually, gets to the freaking lasso. Mm-hmm. Like before that, she she grabs the shield and just like mm-hmm. leg sweeps Doomsday. And you're going, mm-hmm. oh my god, this girl's powerful. Like, 
Now look, I you know, I want to point out, at no point in this movie did I see a gravestone that said Richard Grayson. I didn't either. That's a good point. Yeah. No. Um. um we didn't see any dead Robin information at all. Just what we've seen. Ooh, you can tell the day has taken its toll on me. I've had a long ass night. Um, yeah. But yeah, so. there's no there's no sign of, of what to come as far as the uh, the kids go. Yeah. Yeah, we know that there is a dead Robin somewhere. Yeah, and even uh, some of the stuff in the trailer that we thought was going to be uh, active Joker stuff, not just mm-hmm. like we think that it wasn't even Joker. No, it was Lex. Yeah. Like the yeah. the all right the the photographs that get delivered to Superman or mm-hmm. to Clark in this case. Lex. It was meant to but... be believed that it was Wallace, but yeah, it was Lex. Yeah, both of them. Like Wallace, he he completely hijacks this Wallace cat's uh, life and then uh, abruptly sacrifices it. I have a theory though about the film. If if you found it slow, my thoughts on it are it's it's got like a pre-finch and post-finch death mm-hmm. wall right in the middle there. Where like with Finch there, it's kind of a political thing, and they're doing a lot of setup, and they're giving you a fair amount of philosophy one on one kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did like the shout out to the problem of evil. He actually calls it by name. Yeah. It's one of my favorite philosophical questions from uh, David Hume, mm-hmm. one of my favorite guys in, in the history of philosophy. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, he actually he calls it right out, gives him the whole thing, and and absolutely makes it completely relevant to Superman. And uh, man, well done, guys. This was a well done movie, and the people were saying it wasn't good. <laughs> don't think they got it. <laughs> don't think they were supposed to be what? I think they were like, all right. The people who said that it wasn't good are the their Clark Kent being asked to cover football. I think that's what those people were doing. Like, you can give a shit about what yeah. Gotham's, you know, Metropolis State or Gotham's. I forgot what. They, but I, I just felt like the at this point the thirty one, I guess it's only at thirty one percent. So I guess the sixty nine percent of people that didn't approve of All it. Right. Um, man, I just I felt like they were just playing the playing the wrong game, man. They. Yeah, even a uh, tennis racket to a baseball uh, game. I tell you what, man, I I love Matt Carroll to death, <laughs> but I almost wanted to fight him a little bit. I'm like, no, after all the worrying I've done over this movie, this was like, good. And I love Marvel. I love the Marvel movies too. Yeah, I really do. And but like, I was starting to get defensive. I was like, yeah, well, Marvel's shitty this way. I'm like, wait, no, that's not me. That's not what I'm about. Hold on, Dave. <laughs> it's also not true. We are about being shitty on things yeah we're yeah. very much about that unfortunately yeah but you know i'm not, I'm not about the competition generally right, but i'm right, like right. oh well i mean <laughs> so far marvel hasn't done anything about what superheroes wait they're getting there hold on dave yeah or our, our personal, civil war's coming our personal dig was like hey look doomsday didn't look as bad as he he uh i thought we were, i thought he was gonna look which is right. actually true to which you responded like well i mean it's it's no worse than the Hulk, at least, right? Yeah, I mean, I had to like, and that was that was honestly, that was my um, that was my high bar is the Hulk, not from even the Incredible Hulk. Uh, uh, my high bar was the high bar was the Hulk in the Avengers, so like, and, and also Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Try to get to the like the latest thing, like, oh, let's see how it really. Let's, dude, Doomsday doesn't really look any worse than Hulk in any of those movies, like. Yeah. It looks like freaking Doomsday. Yeah, and I've never had a problem with Hulk in any movies. Yeah, so I'm not gonna, mean, I'm not gonna suddenly have a problem with Doomsday. Yeah, that might, you know, yeah, that you were right though that the uh, the green screen shot at the end of the tri- triumvirate there with Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Yeah, absolutely looked green screen. It did. It still looks green screen. It Here's did. my uh, and well, I was but within uh, the context of the movie, I didn't give a shit. 
Yeah. Like, within the context of the movie, like, it all looked like that world. Yeah. No, and it, it looked fine within the context, and that's what I was hoping was happening. Like, mm-hmm. when we talked about that one originally, like, look, we're going to get into the film, we're not going to notice that. Mm-hmm. We still noticed it because we and you talked about it too much. Well, but I, it's, it's one of those things that were like, you, me and you, like, I'm not saying we're master filmmakers by any stretch. I mean, you, you can look at our crap on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. You, we are not master filmmakers, <laughs> but we know enough of the tricks to <laughs> to to pick them out in an, in, a, in a professional capacity. Like we're looking at them, uh huh. That's where that cut was. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. We're like, uh, look at the lighting on Batman. That's wrong. I don't know how to how I would make it right, but that's wrong. But it ain't right. <laughs> now I I was just uh, as right before we started recording, Chris Wisdom was asking me like, all right, so the critics, you know, but I, I told him the non spoilery version of what we thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's going to see it in like IMAX 3D and I don't think you're going to have a pro- like, all right, like I said, I find it distracting, but they're really mm-hmm. like that shot in particular, I think was, is going to look a lot more of like rewarding in 3D. I can't imagine it would, but I just think like, you're not going to see the edging. The edges is, is are the, that's what mm-hmm. pulls it out for us. Like we can see mm-hmm. the fire so clearly right behind him and it's kind of right. weird. Right. I, I think when it when it comes time when you actually see it, if you saw it in 3D with everyone coming out of the screen, I don't think you'd notice the edges at yeah. all. I think it would fit right in personally. Yeah, I mean, I have to go wonder if a couple of the shots were just like they're like, oh, we really want to make this look better, and the studio was like, okay, where are you gonna come up with that money? Because we've already given you this much, right? Um, <laughs> at this point, we've given you the amount of money it would take to fix the first Metropolis. <laughs> you, you, hey. We could revive Candor with this shit. So right. you you can't have any more. Right. Okay. If it's shot, it's shot. Cut it if you don't like it. Right. Um. <laughs> well, it's not that damn bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. So I have a couple of plot points, man. I, I'm. Even those were kind of. Yeah. Even those were yeah head cannony. You can like, not nowhere near as bad as as Man of Steel as far as that, that's concerned. Yeah. I don't think. Um. Since we gave so much uh, shit to Man of Steel about the color grading, what do you you want to say anything about it? I, I the color grading on uh, BBS problem solved. You think it was problem solved? Pretty much. I mean, yeah. Honest to God, all of the colors were in, were there. Yeah, they were. His costume looked red and blue. They it did, especially when it he did. goes to to visit Congress. Um, By the way, that shot when that that look on his face ooh. when when it blows up around him. Yeah. Just he's sitting there impervious to to everything, mm-hmm. but he's you know he just you can see the weight of the world on him for a second. Man, I felt bad. And like yeah. I said earlier, I totally thought she was going to drink that piss. I. I, For a second, I thought she was going to actually drink that pit just to make her point. Because she said... I, she, you know. Yeah, she looked down and saw that jar that said tea on it, and I went, oh, she about to die. Everybody I, about to die. I didn't know if that exactly was going to happen. I didn't but know how. was, Mercy was in the room. That's what stopped me from going that far with it. I was like, yeah. this is going to get weird. Like, I thought he was going to bust in there and absolutely disgrace her, something like that. No. Yeah. Because Mercy was there. <laughs> like, Well, you know, I think that... It's something like that, where it's like... Oh, these are the, the fans are going to be like, that's Mercy. You can't kill Mercy. Yeah. So they're, it's not even going to cross their mind. It's like, oh, Mercy's going to sit there. Dude. No. No, that's, she's a small enough character where you can get away with that. Yeah. That's just red herring. It's like, here you go. What's that? Oh, that's a Mercy Graves. Okay. Okay, cool. Hey, she's a, she's kind of a big deal, right? Oh, my God. She's not. She's not. <laughs> she's not I'm a bored. big deal at all. I'm bored. Not a big deal at all. Get ready for our heroine. Right. Yeah, It's it, it was... It was brutal. It was brutal. Yeah. Of course, I like the idea that that Lex just keeps hiring badass women bodyguards and calling them Mercy. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you, 
<laughs> you show up and he's like, Rebecca, you gave a great interview. I think I'm going to go hire, go ahead and hire you, Mercy. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, all right, so Mercy, if you could go ahead and grab my, my coffee, let's just mm-hmm. get started today, mm-hmm. why not? Blow up? My name was, we've been talking for an hour and a half, my name was Rebecca. Oh, no, it's not anymore, as of about five and a half seconds ago. So, Mercy, if you could go ahead and get on that coffee. <laughs> <clears throat> and then what? Well, you've got Tybo at, uh, at 12. What? <laughs> my assistant has to stay in shape. Um, I don't have it with any current. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll, you gentle listeners will have to forgive me. Did we talk about? Did we actually put any head cannon to Batman killing? Did we actually talk about that, or was it head? Uh, were we okay with it? I mean, I know I'm okay with it, but I'm okay with heroes killing. I, I'm pretty good with it. I, I don't know if we we completely elucidated it, but I'll put I'll put okay. it this way just to to recap. If we did, um. Yeah, fine. Yeah. So what? I'm fine with Oliver killing an arrow, or he did in the first season. Yeah. I was fine with that. It's actually more exciting if, sometimes yeah, than you You're at the beginning of your superhero career, or your vigilante career, or so damn deep into it that you've lost hope and have become an existentialist, killing is fine. <laughs> yeah. Now, if we get to because, Justice League uh, and he's still just running around killing folk, I'm going to be like, he should have gotten over this by now. Yeah. Oh, what is that line... Uh... Of course, Superman, he's, what is it? The line yeah. Superman says when he's floating away to go to go talk to Bruce, he's gonna like I'm gonna either have to recruit him or kill him, and he, he floats away and tells her like no one stays good in this world. Uh huh. Fucking loved the line. Uh-huh. I really did. And I, I'll be honest, man. Like, like we saw this once. If I went, if I saw it three times, I'd still only be able to remember paraphrased versions of certain lines. Uh-huh. But there are a lot of really great, great lines uh-huh. in this movie. Absolutely. And. Yeah. I, I don't have the memory to regurgitate them and, and so, re-celebrate them with you. But <laughs> but there were fantastic lines in this movie. Yeah. Not all of them, obviously, you know. Perry White is is the comic genius of the movie. Every yeah. time he's on screen, I, I'm cracking up at something coach. he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, the best part was like, no, you're taking coach. No leg room. No leg room, yeah. Is he taking a class? No. no. <laughs> Somebody gives her a chopper, he's like, but on the roof! <laughs> come on dude <laughs> this is an emotional gesture you're still gonna cut corners cheap bastard I loved his like I was like can we get in that chopper like, we can't even afford a bicycle yeah like the, I, I, give the, the movie I was the only person in the theater who laughed at that <laughs> no one else knows that print is dead right that was one of my favorite parts of this it's like Perry White's main agenda during this film uh-huh. was like keeping his paper alive in a paperless world, man. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was a whole new struggle. I could have dealt with. I don't know. I could give him a twenty-five minute story by himself and and just see how he's doing with that. Mm-hmm. Talking to board members. See, to... see, Matt. This is why we weren't bored because I would be totally on board that <laughs> a thirty-minute show about how Perry's doing keeping the planet afloat. <laughs> That's why we weren't bored because we have special issues. <laughs> we we live in this strange little world where yeah like we could we could pull all that aside and, and be absolutely fine yeah, absolutely roll with it screw david goyer's krypton prequel i yeah <laughs> i kind of want planet it's just a show about <laughs> perry white trying to keep the planet afloat like and that, that's the tagline for the show yeah like perry white saves the planet and like the the P on planet, you re uh, you redesign it as like a power symbol, uh-huh. like an electronic power symbol mm-hmm. that goes off at the end of the credits every time, flashes it, and then somebody clicks the button every time, and it flashes, it dims down. Wonderful. What up, Berlani? <laughs> we'll, we'll pitch this one for you. 
I'm sure there's no one better for it. <laughs> Not like you got Kreisberg over there fucking killing it. <laughs> Kreisberg's like, <laughs> I hear there's a great show about Perry White saving the planet. Right, right. Oh, that's gonna annoy. That's gonna smart. Sorry. <laughs> I think I just broke me knee. Right. I'm no Superman. I really did, though, uh, for the last... And this is part of what... I, I, this is my fault. This is my fault. I know this. Okay. Part of what... I'm usually willing to blame you. Yeah, that's fine. What's wrong? <laughs> part of what kept me kind of, like, not as emotional as I might otherwise have been about um, Superman dying. Uh-huh. Because uh, as soon as it became clear that he was going to die, I started hearing Our Lady Peace in my head. <laughs> like, <laughs> Superman's dead. Yeah, it was fucking... It was... Yeah. It was uh, yeah. That was on me. That was on me. I failed. I failed myself and this movie in that in that moment, but yeah. come on. Come on. It's been a long day. You oh, I'd been sitting there for a few hours. I I think I was awakening mentally. <laughs> <laughs> Much like now. You're right. Oh, Batman fight scenes brutal, brilliant. And the best Batman has ever moved on a screen. And that includes yeah. a f- pretty huge amount of the com- of the animated canon that mm-hmm. we love so dearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me put this. In. Yeah, Man of Steel had some issues, but it was controversial as hell. Mm-hmm. I think this movie's got the same thing. And because Man of Steel was so controversial, it has. It's kept the movie alive. The movie is alive more than any Marvel movie has stayed alive as far as like discussion-wise. People are still debating Man of Steel. Well, and... The closest, and I think this I movie like the does closest the same Marvel thing. got to that was Iron Man Two, where there were yeah. several moments in Iron Man Two. I'm like, people are dying. Well, why, are, why are we 3, not focusing on this? It, people fighting over whether Trevor Slattery was a good man- Mandarin or whatever. Right. I mean, this is really, I think the uh, if DC movies have got to be controversial, okay, it's fine. Let's That's do fine. that. Dude, let's do this one a few more times. And he's uh, the writer is Chris Terrio again, right? Uh, he's Chris Terrio and David Goyer. Yeah. And David Goyer. Wait, yeah, is that uh, involved? Uh, David Goria wrote the basic outline. Ah, okay. And then right. uh, he kind of stepped away, and then uh, Affleck brought in Chris Terrio. They locked Terio. David Goria in a box. Right. And, and uh, he got Chris Terrio on board, and then apparently Affleck rewrote it once he was on set. So. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, ah, damn it, Chris. <laughs> scribble, scribble, scribble. He won't mind. I did this on Argo, too. <laughs> the... Um... <laughs> It, but it, it, as dark as this one was, there is light ahead. Like it, mm-hmm. it, we've already gotten, we've already, you know, talked about like Terrio's reports of, of right. like he's making a different, uh, he's making a tonal adjustment to do right. the Justice League films. Mm-hmm. Like we're not gonna, we're not talking animated series here. We're not talking anything mm-hmm. close to that. He said basically the Batman versus Superman. Go. We're just gonna get like <laughs> a little bit. Just gonna pull back a little bit on the. Group. He said Empire, uh, Empire Strikes Back is is the is the analogy to use. Uh, BVS is the is the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, Justice League the darkest is the, before the dawn. Thing. Actually, I saw someone comment on that saying, "Does that mean Justice League is the Return of the Jedi?" Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm I'm down. Yeah, we were on board. We were on board. I mean, feel free to tune in in a few episodes. When we, probably news is when we'll go back and do this because we'll look at yeah. all the. <laughs> Feel free to see if a few days and a few good nights sleep give us all new insights into, mm-hmm. wait a second, how did this happen? But 
I mean, I have those, and I'm I'm willing to admit those here, but um, I kind of feel like we have we we're not really reviewing the movie until we see the R-rated version. <laughs> until like I have an R-rated version, and I can sit there and watch it a couple times, and actually make copious notes as opposed to just sitting in a theater getting angry at some fat ass eating Jolly Ranchers, you know. But uh, so far, so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I had, though, man. I mean, yeah. I'm, I, was, I, was, I was solid. I was on board. Yeah. So, if you guys enjoyed this review of uh, Batman v Superman, uh, hit us up when we do our review of Gotham and Supergirl and Lucifer uh, coming up uh, just a couple days. And, uh, yeah, Arrow and Flashback this week. Oh, yeah, we got Arrow and Flashback this week, don't Arrow we? Arrow and Flashback, yeah. Busy oh, week. Fun, sure. fun, fun. Plus the news, which I'm sure will involve all kinds of reaction shit to bbs absolutely <laughs> we're gonna have some fun um we're gonna see if we're gonna keep a, a close eye on that 31 percent fresh yeah. rating and see how that yeah. goes <laughs> i got spoiler alert for you kids it's a lot of numbers already in there it's probably not moving too far from 31 yeah it's probably not um i mean the audience rating might change uh, for better or worse really because yeah. i mean this is only night one I and mean, this is the mm-hmm. this is the small opening like it's thursday mm-hmm. night once you get Friday and Saturday and Sunday in there and see what the audience does, that that number might move a lot. But a lot of I feel like a lot of the critics have probably already cast their mm-hmm. freshness vote. Mm-hmm. They've already been paid for whatever they were. Yeah. Studios, studios and uh, they've already got the client. The what are they, the the mouse's money in their pockets mm-hmm. and everything. And those that aren't getting paid, you know, those are the avant-garde little bastards who think they're artsy. They're the ones over here going, well, let's change the discussion from superheroes to something. We, we discussed all of those people on a previous news episode. <laughs> the last news episode. Go One, Disney doesn't want this movie to go badly. They don't. They need all of these movies to go well. Mm-hmm. Two, mm-hmm. they, um, yeah, even the indie kids. Like, grow up, guys. Come on now. Come on. We, Everybody we, loves superheroes. I mean, we all love a good art house <laughs> film sometimes. And Dave yeah. much more than I. But I love Art House. You know? You, you guys just... see Boyhood? Boyhood was amazing. <laughs> never had. Never never will get around to that one. I know that in my heart. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, even those cats. Like, dude, where do you think all the money comes from? It right. comes from the big box office, box office adventures. Like, mm-hmm. they And in some ways, like, these movie companies will operate like squirrels, gathering their nuts during the summer. When everyone can go right. to the theater. Because that's what we do. Right. That's, little, that's what they do, not we. Well, I yeah. wish it was we. That would be nice. Yeah. I'll, take some, I'll take some mouse. <laughs> All right, guys. Let us know what you thought of Batman vs. Superman. Dawn of Justice. and uh, Dawn of Hope, I'm calling it. Dawn of Hope. Yeah. Well, I'm, calling, I'm still calling it Dawn of Justice because they finally did right by the Batman character. There. It's true. They finally, uh... Now, trust me again, but as we said, not all aspects, but... Not all, I mean, well, damn it, that is the closest look, I've ever seen to a Golden Age Batman killed. I'm a good lot. here. Like, a lot. The, the initial Batman killed. You know yeah. what? Source material backs it up. I'm, I'm good here. Yeah. And there was a lot of complaints about, well, he's got a gun and blow it. No, he had variations of guns. He had, he had variations of guns. And yes, he helped some people shoot other people on a couple of occasions. Look well, like. that was the nightmare sequence. It wasn't even the nightmare sequence. Was it? Like in that in the <laughs> last scene where he breaks in to like to save Martha. Uh huh. Um, you know they're kind of like he's trying to take down one guy and he's kind of got his arm pretty much pinched and it oh, looks yeah. like it looks like he's just yeah. firing around the room. Yeah. In the process, but he, he didn't would, pull that he, trigger. He didn't pull the trigger and he didn't necessarily kill him. He was just kind of pegging him. 
<laughs> with a bullet. With bullets. I love that one guy in particular. He he finally gets stabbed, <laughs> and then he grabs he grabs the knife and stabs him in exactly the same spot. Mm-hmm. It was precisely the same spot that he got. I I half expected him to go like, how does that feel? You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's not soon enough. I want the R-rated version in my hands right now. <laughs> Take any version of my hands. Because I would, I, I mean, I'm, shit, I'm moments away from passing out at, at this very moment. <laughs> Dave's looking at me because I looked at my wrist. Like, it's a habit I've had for years. Right. I don't There's wear a no watch, watch and haven't There's worn a no watch, watch since I was like 14, but I, I'll still look at my wrist. Yeah. Um, I'm not alone. Some of you do that too. <laughs> but, dude, like, I I would totally, I, I know I would fall asleep before Finch dies, but, man, I'd probably fall asleep before uh, Scooter McNair gets a chair. <laughs> but Scoot McNary. Scoot McNary. He's Scoo- a Scooty Scooter McNair. McNair? Yeah, I switched well. apart. Um, yeah, I'd probably fall asleep pretty quick, but I'd, I'm sure as hell throw it on right now. Yeah. That'd be best anyway. If I got all the way to the fight scenes, I'd stay up all night. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway. <sighs> so, I think that's all I got, and uh, that's all you got, right? So, I'm told. I'm sorry. It's bedtime, boys and girls. We're hitting it. All right. Oh, let us know what you thought of the show uh, or the movie. Um, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. DCOnScreen.com. Um, DC on screen on both of those previous things. Part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. GiantSizeTeamUp.com. Uh-huh. Go check out our buddies Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall, the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Whew. Until next time, guys. Keep some DC on your screen.